tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Masters of Sex Recap, Episode 8, Mirror, Mirror. I am your host, Jenna Couture. Alongside me tonight, it's Bobby. What's going on, Jenna? I'm just checking tweets right now. I saw I got a tweet from you earlier. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. It's just me and Bobby tonight. Everyone's like on a vacation tonight. so Roy is in Vegas. Do you do Snapchat because Roy does Snapchat? Did you get I all of her snaps? I don't know how to use Snapchat. And uh, I'm so embarrassed because I'm usually like technology savvy, but I don't know how to use Snapchat. Viewers at home, if you know how to use Snapchat, I am at Bobby DeMiro. Just my name uh-huh. on Snapchat. You can snap me. I did that on Kardashians a you few like weeks ago. you snap other people? Yeah, you send Snapchats. You send pictures to people. Can everybody see it though? No, no, no. It's 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 something you send. It's like a messaging service, kind of for pictures. Oh, okay. it's great. Just my name, All Bobby right. Demiro. I did it on Kardashians a few weeks ago. Okay, Got a cool. ton of Snapchats from people. It's awesome. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm gonna learn how to do Snapchat today, it. and it's gonna be Jenna Couture. And if that's not taken, Jenna M Couture. So. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll just see about that. I'll be <laughs> Snapchatting tonight. Um, okay. Well, welcome tonight. Okay, so last week we missed like so. Like, you know, Bobby and I were not here, and we missed, like, a huge episode, so I just have to say there's, like, we're following a huge episode, and I feel like this week, they kind of dropped a bunch of bombs on us last week and just fast-forwarded the show and kept it moving, and it was a really fast show, and then they kind of slowed it down this time, so... um but, it's yeah. like they sped it up last week, and everybody was so rocked by the, the time changes, the temporal changes, that this week they were like, okay, okay, we'll slow it down. I know. It was so <laughs> fast. It was so sudden. I was like, you guys, whoa. Easy whoa. there. Easy, whoa. Tiger. Let's, uh, let's get into a pace together. Let's not be so quick. Uh, so we open the, the episode with Master's meeting with an old colleague, Francis, um, who's asking him for help, and we could uh, visibly see that Master's was not wanting to stay with him long and wanted to kind of finish up the, the meeting and wanted to kind of end it, you know, like, hello, goodbye, and get him on his way. And um, Francis actually asked him for help um, with fertility. He was having, you know, fertility issues with his wife, and it looks like he was a little bit of a, uh, maybe a Gemini? I don't know. Like, wow. He was, like, all around town and <sighs> getting around. I don't know. And so, I'm just kidding, Bobby. Bobby's a good Gemini. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> wow. Really? Are we really going back to that? <laughs> Alright. And wow. so, then immediately after, it goes into, and so it just touched on that, and then it goes right into Virginia talking about their rejected subjects. So she rejected 167 subjects because they were, we found out last episode, they were spending too much money on subjects who were, you know, premature ejaculators or men that were impotent. And so she tells them that's a large number. Yeah, which is interesting. That's a third of their study, they said. I can't help but wonder, having never participated in a sexual study or had problems with either one of those things. Sorry, I'm just being honest. You can doubt me. But, <laughs> but having never had problems with either one of those things, just being honest. Yeah. I can't help but wonder if 
part of those issues, both premature ejaculation and impotence, are caused by the study because it's a public thing. So maybe men get oh, scared. Like performance in the stu- anxiety? Performance anxiety. Totally. And, and, and granted, from Virginia's point, who cares if it's caused by the study or not? If you do this, we still can't use you. Yeah, But true. But those are still major groups that are part of the study. And I guess Virginia's feeling is mm-hmm. these are people who are giving us worthless results and we need to turn mm-hmm. the results the other way. But it sure does exclude a lot of people. Sure does. And I'm glad that they're kind of uh, taking a second look at those files and seeing what they can do because there yeah. is like those are some very issues, some very serious issues that are still very prevalent till this day. And I know last week they were struggling with why Dr. Masters was um, Dr. Masters was seeing hookers in the alleyway. So we know that Masters hasn't slept with Libby or Virginia in all, over you know a year or a little more than that. And they were confused on that, why he was seeing a hooker. And it was because he is dealing with impotence, erectile dysfunction, ED, as one of our commenters um, on YouTube pointed out. Um, And he was trying to see if there was any way to fix it on his own. And he was testing it out with hookers because he was embarrassed to let Libby or Virginia know that he was having this issue. And um, so weird that this is happening um, and I don't want to get ahead of it, but I'll talk about it more later. Let, let me say something really quick about this, because I know this wasn't this week's story, but since yeah. we are both gone very quickly, this is where Bill's relationships, or lack thereof, bite him in the ass. Because Bill has been or cheating bite him on in Libby. The front. Or bite him in the front. <laughs> Bill has been cheating on Libby, obviously with Virginia. Yeah. Bill and Virginia are in a weird relationship themselves. Yeah. Bill has a lot of unhealthy stuff mm-hmm. going on with both the women in his yeah. life sexually. And guess what? When you go impotent, when something happens, you don't have anybody to turn to, and you did it to yourself. You Ooh. treated Libby in a way, you Tough treated Virginia in a way, and you deserve it. Not the impotence, but if you were in a great relationship with somebody, if this happened to me, Jen, if we're in an amazing relationship, we loved each other, we love each other, and this happened to me, I would come to you if we loved each other, and you would support me, and we would 200%. find something to do. But if we're, if we're missing to begin mm-hmm. with, if I'm cheating on you, if we haven't had sex, if blah, blah, yeah. blah, I feel like I can't come to you, and yeah. I did it to myself. And right? that's what happened to yeah, Bill Yeah, because he's that. struggling in both relationships. Absolutely. 200%. I love it. I love it. Um, and then after that, we see, which is really interesting, we see Flo, Miss Packer, who um, is owner of Calometric. She is like playing a big role in this episode, so I don't know yeah. if something's coming up later, but she uh, comes in to see Austin, and she it seems like she's trying to sleep with him in some way, or trying to make some move on him. Hey, who's not? I know. He's going, He's a ginger. <laughs> God bless. Oh, God bless him. Um, and so, um, and then he makes a very vivid, you know, he makes a mark, marked point to say that he's really trying to stay out of trouble and he really wishes he could start clean and that's what he's going to do. So we'll see. And then um, we go to Betty, who's telling Masters that they're being audited, right? And they're being audited and they're getting charged $4,000 um, in taxes. And she said that it could be avoided if they put their um, clinic together as a nonprofit, but they would need a board of directors. Um, and so he was like, well, I'm going to meet with Libby. We're going to go meet with these people. And she's like, wait a second. Is Virginia going? And she <laughs> was like, no. And she puts Virginia in there immediately. Which I don't, I have experience starting a nonprofit myself. And in, in the 50s, it was very different. 50s, 60s was going to be very different from a couple years ago. But it takes a very long time to get IRS approval for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't started the process yet, it's, insane that they're going to do it before this tax bill is due. It's going to take 18 months. I did mine. It took six months. And I remember going to my accountant and he was like, how did you get the approval in six months? He's like, it takes two years. 
every time. And I'm like, well, is is this a legit approval? He's like, yeah, yeah, run with it. Don't question it. Run with it. But he's like, every time it takes two years for an approval. I don't know how you got it this fast, but go with it. Knowing that, I think this underscores just how bad Bill is not in the medical realm. He's a great doctor. We know that. He's a crappy husband, mm-hmm. a crappy friend, a crappy business person, oh. a crappy Ooh. relationship in the office He's person. He's got karma stepping right on top of him. Yeah, and this is just another thing. He's a crappy business person. Mm-hmm. And when you have former hooker Betty, who's running the show for you now, and she knows more than you do about this. No offense to Betty. She's very smart. Very but smart. she's not a business person in the same regard. She's becoming a business person. She'll get there. But it's like, <laughs> Bill, dude, you are so so over your head on everything except the one clinical thing that you do well. True. And it's and this just this underscores that point. In the sixties and fifties, I'm sure it didn't take two years for a nonprofit, mm-hmm. but it still underscores that point of how over his head Bill is with all this stuff. And then he kinda says, Oh yeah. We need a board of directors. Yeah. Huh. Every hospital has a board of directors. You should have yeah. known something like that going in. True. I agree. Um, I'm mad at him tonight. Can oh, you yeah, tell? you fired up. I like it. I like it. I like it. Bobby with the edits today. Um, and then um, we kind of uh, flashed to a sentimental moment with Lester, who is uh, shooting a documentary for, um, you know, he's shooting with Virginia and Dr. Masters. And he opens up about his father dying and he kind of needs to make a eulogy. And I think this just kind of, I think they had this moment just to highlight for the 10,000th time that Virginia has like that personal touch where she's like oh my gosh take as much time as you need if you why don't you practice your eulogy with us you know and just kind of made she set the stone for him to open up later yeah okay and so that was cool and then um we shoot to the dinner and we see libby and virginia at dinner with the potential board of directors and um you know with virginia there which was um helpful and um it was kind of like it seemed to me that Virginia and Masters were just, like, totally simpatico. They were just bouncing off each other. She would start. He would start. He would Not start. Not only that. Yeah. Libby had no idea they'd been audited and learns it at the dinner. I know. I mean, I feel, I really, I really, really feel for Libby. And I feel like she's going to start asking a lot more questions. Uh, you know, she starts this, you know, without getting too far ahead, you know, I just feel like she's going to start. I mean, it's just, it's wearing on her. And you can tell. Yeah. I mean, last episode, she was standing up for herself more. She was argumentative with Bill. I mean, we're seeing shades of Libby just getting so frustrated with this. We're seeing the tension build. And so we'll see how they choose to wrap up the season yeah. with that. Um, and then we have um, Masters meets very early in the morning with Francis and his wife. And Francis, some reason, thinks that his um, infertility issues are due to his sickness, which is alcoholism. Weird, but it, uh, Masters said that shouldn't impact it. And, you know, so they're having this meeting, and Masters is still trying to take some tests and pawn him off and get him to go. But he's, you know, he feels it, the rushness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which we learn later what actually happened. Spoiler alert, they may be related. Um, but I had now, no idea. I did not see that coming. Now it makes sense, of course, why Bill's trying to kind of push him away. Go to this doctor. Go get this test. Go to this specialist. Get away from me. Now we start to understand that at the end of the episode. Absolutely. And um, then we see Masters in Virginia start to talk about male impotence. So that seems to be their focus of what they're working on. And um, punch, punch for suckers. I know. Rum and uh, cayenne pe- pepper. Penis pumps. Um, uh, they interview Betty, and she talks about a punch for suckers, which is rum and cayenne pepper, which is hilarious because 
because I have read so many books on this issue myself, and I'm not a urologist, and that's where exactly that's exactly where you would go to get more information on this. But every um, and I was reading in this book called Penis Power that urologists are like, I can't tell you how mental this is. If you think you're a stallion in bed, you will perform like a stallion. If you have issues and you worry and you block this, you will be blocked and you will suck in bed. And so it is important to um, to keep a, a high level of confidence. So that placebo effect, that punch for suckers, I mean, the placebo effect really works. Oh, you've got a you've got a solution for this, and it's like absolutely here you go, and it, yeah. and that worked. And so I wish they would have never told masters that it was punch for suckers, but <laughs> because it looked like he was about to pour himself some rum. <laughs> but um, but that is that's exactly what it is. That's that's the same answer they have. It's funny because. You can see um, now that they've pushed the story along, they're probably in the early 60s, okay? And Virginia's hair is starting to get a bump, you know, and she's starting to change a little bit. Her They've they've changed subtly, have started to change up her style. And um, it's just crazy that from the 60s to today, we've got the same answer. It's a mental block. So guys out there that are struggling, it's all in your head, <laughs> really. So. And, and no, no pun intended, right? And struggling... <laughs> yeah, you finally got that one. <laughs> and struggling too. And this and this goes back to Bill again with the relationships that he does not have with Libby and Virginia. When Bill is cheating on his wife, having sex, doing these damaging things, mm-hmm. when it gets in his head, he doesn't have a partner who truly supports him. And I know Virginia does, but it's not in that traditional sense. And Libby wants to, but also doesn't support him. Right. So when this gets in his head and he can't get it up, not only does he not think he's a stallion or whatever it is, and he has the mental block, but it, there's no partner there for him who yeah. is going to give him the emotional and psychological psychological support he actually needs to get it back. So he can think he's a stallion all day, but Libby's cold as ice and there's a lot of reasons she should be. Yeah. And Virginia's cold in a lot of ways to him, and there's a lot of reasons she should be. So He's Bill, trying to warm up. Like last last but episode. He did it to himself. Last episode we see her giving him a key, like, hey, I want to start this up again. Yeah. And we see um Virginia um this episode her trying to kind of keep him engaged and he's not what I think and this is just an early prediction is that it's going to take her telling him she loves him or cares about him in some way because I think the impotence started exactly when he saw Shelly a year ago and so it's like he lost every he lost his mojo that day yeah and so he's going to need Virginia to to care about him and to tell him that to get it back up so we'll see um, then we see um, Lib ask for a donation from Flo, who refers to herself as a big fish in a puddle, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, and, you know, her just fighting and fighting on Bill's behalf, too, to get donations and to make him look good, you know? It's a status thing for Libby. We've talked about that a lot before. Mm-hmm. It's a status thing for totally. her. Totally. And um, then we see Virginia, who actually locates and finds Barbara at lunch, like where she works and, or was it where she works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And finds her and kind of discusses her application with her. And I'm like, Virginia just going above and beyond and definitely crossing boundaries for, you know, uh, for work. But this study is like taken over her and Bill's life. So she gets her to kind of open up and then it, 
it kind of stops. And then we see Masters um, talking to Lester without Virginia. And then we see, um, which is really weird, because during that time when she's talking to Barbara, we see Masters talking to Lester. And Lester's talking about his issue, and Barbara's talking about her issue. And it kind of goes back and forth, and they finish each other's sentences in a way. And it's like they just struggle with the same thing. And so that was interesting to see. Yeah, I, I, I don't know quite what to make of Barbara's story. I mean, I do in a lot of ways, but I'm just sad we didn't see Doug Greathouse. I know, we're, we're so close. <laughs> so close, yet so far. That's this, my guy. This, I know, and this this episode was all about impotence, so I'm sorry Whoa. to let you down. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, easy. <laughs> easy on Doug, okay? And so Barbara admits to having vaginismus, which is a very serious issue, but another one for women that is all in your head. Many women are so tightly closed, and it is in your head. It is the anxiety. It is the fear. It is not the self-confidence where you just got to let that love in, ladies. You got to check into your hot phase and never check out. (laughs) I'm on a roll tonight, and I'm sorry. Um, but you know, preach on, sister. <laughs> Hoping to check into that hot phase and never check out. Okay, it's getting hot in here. Whew. It sure is. We are bringing it tonight. And uh, so then uh, we see Libby leaving the office where she had just asked for the donation, and she almost gets hit, and um, by a truck of, of wild men driving, a white men. And as she's leaving, she sees that they, she hears a scream and it sounds like they have hit somebody. And so she saw the men and she saw the per, she just drove by, didn't stop. And, um, later that night she's discussing with masters about what she saw and she's reading it in the paper or reading it somewhere. Yeah. Was it already in the paper? The Maybe it was paper. a few days. It was oh yeah, it was, it was already in the evening yeah. paper. And she was just letting the casserole burn because she was so in tune with this. And so obviously we've got some foreshadowing for Robert or, you know, just a distracted, heavy focus on issues because she also sees Robert and they have a stare. And, and not only that, but but this, what we learned later with Congress of Racial Equality and what's been yeah. going on with this guy, uh, Leonard Gilroy, <clears throat> excuse me, this is a obviously very overt civil rights racial issue. We've had a ton of racial relationships, issues, whatever on the show. We've talked about them a lot. Not as many specific kind of civil rights era, classic racial problems. And Mm -hmm. this was one you drop core in here. Core is a huge, obviously it was a huge equality group in the the 50s and 60s. And you kind of start talking about, not Martin Luther King, he was part of a different thing, but those kinds of people. You start Mm -hmm. talking about that kind of activism. That's a new thing for them to drop in and kind of a new wrinkle is how does whitewashed white woman, totally sheltered Libby get involved with this very overt race struggle, class struggle, civil rights issue on a grander scale, not just the relationship with Coral Mm -hmm. or Robert that she had in the past, but on a truly societal scale. And so I really like maybe where this story goes. And I know you're a proponent of this story going to bed with Libby and Robert. I am a big fan and hopeful, very hopeful, although I really think it's going to happen and not too soon, hopefully before the season ends. All right. Um, I just feel it, you know, like a huge thing, you know, body language and you're dating and when you're reading people is eye contact and how much you keep it and that prolonged eye contact and the more I stare at you and keep that is an indicator of, you know, where I'm going with my eyes. Easy, yeah. man. I got a girlfriend. All right. Okay. I was just using Bobby <laughs> as an example. <laughs> you stay on that side of the table. <laughs> okay. So... 
then we um, see that Robert actually takes it a step further and comes to visit Libby. And so she is having some issues and is waiting for a technician at Sears, for Sears to come over and help her. And um, she's waiting for the technician, tells him just to come in because she's anticipating him. It's Robert. He comes on and asking for her help because he was like, you know, I know I saw you. And we're having trouble getting an investigation started because only Negroes are, you know, have complained about this. And nobody, you know, if we had somebody white, you know, maybe they would help, you know, they would start it. And she says she doesn't see anything. She didn't see anything. Which I'm so torn because I don't know why she's being so resistant to helping him. I don't know if it's because Robert's involved or... Do we know that she did see the license plate, though? That's the question. She, she could actually... I feel like she could at least identify someone or validate that it happened. Yeah, absolutely validate that it happened. And, and that's a good point. I'm just curious if they said that, oh, we have three letters of license plate or whatever it was. We need to see if anybody else saw it. We need white witnesses. Okay, I get all that. And I understand she's a white witness, whether Robert knows that she saw it or not. He just yeah. knows he was there. But she was walking through the street, didn't really expect it, and was kind of hurried away and was like, whoa, you know, watch out there. So I don't know if she would even be a reliable witness. Race aside, issue aside, just witness-wise, do you I, think she actually saw the license plate? That thing was speeding by her. I think she could at least, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if... Maybe if, she could at least validate that. I don't know. That it happened, that yeah. she saw something. And get something did she, started. Did she see a black guy in the back? Did she see a black guy in the thing? I don't know, you know. Yeah. So, and I know, obviously, we'll never know, and it's worthless to speculate. But yeah. from a purely witness standpoint, taking it completely out of the context of the situation with Robert and Race, mm-hmm. I just wonder if she'd be a good witness, considering she was sort of rushed out of the street from it. It kind of mm-hmm. happened behind her, and then she had to, like, turn around and look real quick. I just don't know. I think anything would help at this point for yeah. them. Um, and then and we, one white person is better than 50 black people in this regard, unfortunately. Know, it is so sad. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was sad to see her kind of put it down. Um, and then for, we shoot to Virginia and Masters at their hotel. <laughs> and we're thinking something might happen. And so I'm wondering how Masters is going to keep hiding this secret that he's impotent. And he said that he has had too much to drink and he's making excuses. And Virginia's like unbuttoning her blouse. And, you know, he's being resistant to trying. And, um, then all of a sudden they get a call um, at the door because he's working on call at the hotel so they can get a free room so they can continue their private work. And um, a man happens to have eaten himself to death, which totally reminded me of Seven. Yeah. And um, just, you know, it was just a really weird add-on. I don't know if that's going to come back later, but that guy just happened to be the, we find out later, the Calometric speaker, spokesperson. Which is very interesting, of course, in and of itself. Yeah, I was like, maybe that uh, Flo didn't know his size, or... Well, no, Flo definitely, I think, knew his size, and look at Flo's size. We know Calimetric's a bunch of crap. I know, but you know what's interesting is in the early 60s, they had black beauties, and speed was, like, a huge thing. So I'm like, maybe Calimetric was just that, and helping some women help, I don't know. It is pretty much, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So then we kind of shoot over. So Masters actually gets saved by the death, I guess, of this poor guy. And uh, we shoot over to Barbara, who is going over to Virginia's house in the middle of the night. Okay, totally crossing some boundaries. But then Virginia's crossed some boundaries, too. And um, to tell her 
about because she couldn't recall the person she had lost her virginity to. She had somehow forgotten it. And we find out that she didn't forget it, but she had actually blocked and repressed the memory. And it happened to be her brother, which was so sad. And um, we, you know, hear about her mother and how, you know, like if God sees you, it will sicken him and it's a big sin. And how her mom actually walked in on her, her and her brother when they were at their spot because um, she was looking for them to go to dinner and her mom, of course, never brought it up again, but just always looked at them with disgust because God had seen them. So, of course, that had made her vagina, you know, shrivel up and tighten up and not let anything else happen because she had this immense guilt and shame on her from her childhood, which uh, and I couldn't really I don't know. You know, they talk about we talk about sexuality a lot when, you know, brothers and sisters sometimes out of curiosity end up dabbling in something but not not to say that's incestuous but that was absolutely incestuous but on some sort of spectrum sometimes um sometimes you know explore at a young age much younger than when they were but but at that age that's why sexuality is so important to talk to so it's like when they're young at any age they don't fool around Mm -hmm. with each other and that they're told that you know those parts are off limits, especially since they're family, yeah. especially, you know, with their age, it's completely off limits, you know, but that's why education is so important, but there's not a lot of education going on when Barbara's growing up. No, and so. that sucks. And so, and now she's just kind of shunned from like her family and just humiliated. And so, um, which inspires Virginia to go back to school because she really wants to help Barbara, but she can't. And so, um, and that's a bummer. And, um, we see, it goes right over to Calometric. I don't know why this was like a theme in the show this time, but um, we see Dr. Langman, Austin, become in as their new spokesperson, which I honestly don't think could be a better spokesperson because he's so charming and great with ladies. So. And he's fake, too. He's fake just like Calometric. Yeah, and I'm thinking Match that... Match made in heaven. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking that's... Now that it's just like come to me, like light went off, that's probably why. Or maybe, I don't know. That makes me think maybe that was why Flo was trying to hit on him earlier to kind of... Maybe, you know, float the idea, float, yeah. flow, was floating the idea here um, to him earlier. But, I mean, she was so stuck on her last spokesperson before he died. I have no idea. But, anyways, I guess that's what brought those two together. And now he's a spokesperson, spokesman. And um, then we go to the ball. Was it the Veil Ball? Mm-hmm. The Veil Profit Ball. The Veil Profit Ball. And we see... Um, um, you know, we see Libby and Bill and Virginia go as a, what is it, triumph or, I forgot what she called it, but as a threesome. <laughs> and Libby kind of questions, she finally puts Bill and she comes to kind of, uh, uh, like, come on, like, level with me. Yeah. You know, where do I fit? Because for years it's been the study and it's not me. And I, where do I fit in? And he goes, you're with me. As if that was, like, re refreshing or like as if that's reassuring. enough yeah. for your identity your identity is tied to me and he also kind of flinched when he said it. he was just kind of like you know like he kind of was like i in in that moment i feel like he even knew like i know that's not enough not only that but i think he flinched when he said it because he doesn't want to deal with it which is why he's been avoiding it for years mm-hmm. which is why he's been doing what he does because to deal with it it's difficult and to deal with it you have to take the time the emotion you got to open up he doesn't want to open up yeah, he can't open up unavailable. so it's like why would i open up with her just just be with me stop being dramatic you're yeah. with me this is obvious let's not do this but libby's if she hasn't already is going to reach the big breaking point 
very soon. Yeah. So Bill's going to have to deal with it. And if he doesn't deal with it, Robert's going to deal with it. Hey-o. Oh, hey-o. <laughs> oh, I like that. And so uh, that leads us right into Libby going to visit Robert. All right. All of a sudden, that I think preempts her to go see Robert for some reason. I don't know. I feel like the more she's realizing Bill's not there for her, the more she's going to maybe act out on her own and do her own thing. I don't know. And she should because Bill's been doing his own thing. So, Libby, get yours, girl. Amen, girl. Get, get yours. it, honey. Hashtag get it, I don't honey. know how the whole open marriage thing works. Kind of creeped me out a little bit. But I know. You get I yours, know. Libby. Do not resist. Yeah. Oh. You get yours. Get it, honey. Let's just make sure the kid's taken care of. That's all yes, I'm saying. Yes, both of them now that they have two kids. Yeah. Um, so Libby goes to see Robert and tells him she's willing to help, which I think is awesome. And it made me love her a little bit more. And I do love Libby. I mean, I feel so bad for her. I feel like she's just a product of everything that's happening to her. And especially in that time, I feel like she's like super powerless. So that's I get the thing. It. Libby, Libby ran into a buzzsaw with Bill, with Virginia, with Bill and Virginia, with the hospitals, with everything. And Libby, who has lots of faults of her own and mm-hmm. frustrates the hell out of us at times, in spite of all that, ran into something that there is no way she can control and no way she can beat. And that sucks. And she doesn't know the entirety of it yet. Mm-hmm. Even though she's learning it and has kind of learned it and is starting to learn more, she doesn't really probably know the entirety of what's going on, I don't think. Yeah. She's running into something she can't compete with. Yeah. So. And she sees it. When you do that, what do you do? You either give up. You either mm-hmm. fight and die in vain. Or you act out. Or you act out. And you start your own competition. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. And that's mm-hmm. maybe where Robert comes yeah. in. Or something else like that. There's and th- I can tell Robert wants it. I can tell with those eyes and that stare. <laughs> I know exactly what's going to go down. And it's going to well, yeah. It's going to go down? It's going to go down. And we're going to see it. And it's going to be exciting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I uh, think I know what your prediction is going to be this week. Um, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and so then we go to Virginia who has given um, Barbara a doctor, a psychotherapist, um, a psychologist referral. And Barbara is just stunned that she's been passed off and she's upset. And so she walks out upset. And Virginia had already made her an appointment. And Virginia, we see, ends up taking the doctor's appointment with her story with Barbara's story and I'm so I'm thinking she's going to go try to tell this doctor what's happening to try to give Barbara advice which is just crazy like but I mean I see I mean it's coming from a good place but it's insane because where does Virginia between two kids the study have time to like make up fake doctor's appointments yeah you know it's weird it's a weird turn but we'll see how this goes yeah um, and then we see in the very last scene the. Um, Can we get to one point oh, yeah. before the last scene that I just yeah, want to yeah. talk about that we we brush by, but it's important. The idea of changing course on the study between data and just observing what happens to maybe a more psychological course like Virginia wants mm-hmm. to maybe a more course of treatment like what Bill's talking to Lester about. Oh yeah, and that's going to be an interesting idea to see where the study goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. They've been quantifying. They've been they've been pulling a bunch of quantitative data. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are researchers, like Jen and I, unfortunately, have had to be in grad school, you've got this whole qualitative versus quantitative idea, and it's anecdotes and qualitative and non-numbers and stories and et cetera, et cetera, and other things, mm-hmm. versus quantitative, which is the hard numbers. Bill is a quant guy. Mm-hmm. Virginia's more of a qual woman. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to now kind of mesh these things. And not only that, but give a psychological tint to it, give an anecdotal tint to this study. Mm-hmm. And and what Bill said to Lester, beginning to explore the idea of intervention, changing the mission, the mission from just observation mm-hmm. to observing and healing, mm-hmm. which is an interesting 
dynamic that is going to continue on here. And I don't know what that means. I don't know how far they're going to go. I know what Virginia probably wants, but it's going to be interesting to see where, if this becomes more interviews. Think of Virginia interviewing Barbara in such depth about Barbara's sexual history. Yeah. Maybe there's a ton more interviews about anecdotal sexual history with every participant. Maybe yeah. we go deeper into these people. I don't know, but that's coming. Something like that is coming. It's going to be more qualitative, more interventionist, more uh, seeking to heal as opposed to just, hey, hit the stopwatch. When did they when did they climax? It's yeah. more than that. Yeah. Well, and I on that note, also, one of my favorite scenes, I don't know, or not one of my favorites, but one I kind of like this scene was while Lester was opening up to Masters, we see this position, these this couple in a prolonged session of missionary sex. Yeah. And I was just talking to Bobby, and I was like, how insane would that be to watch people, like, really watch people have sex all day, like, in an observational master, you know, observational way. Jenna's dream job. I know. I mean, Bobby's like, insane in a great way or a bad way? And I was like, (laughs) in a spectacular way. (laughs) That's right, folks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you gave out your Snapchat, Jenna. You're going to get a lot of good stuff. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Bring it. No. Um, And so um, our last scene is Francis... um, tells Masters he's not going anywhere and he kind of goes into this whole thing about how he was in plastic surgery and even if you fix somebody's face it doesn't fix them on the inside and all of this. You hear that Kim Kardashian? (laughs) I'm sorry, go on. And he, um, Kim Kardashian's 100% real. Yeah, yeah, maybe like 58% real, but whatever. (laughs) No judgy. (laughs) We're not in the judging business. Oh, she flaunts it. (laughs) And so, um... Anyways, we find out, big um, surprise, and I didn't see it coming, that Francis is actually um, uh, Bill's brother and that he wants his brother back and wants to rebuild a relationship. So poor Masters, last episode gets hit with, like, his mother, um, you know, popping up and to find out that his wife has been deceiving him. Total betrayal. I feel like total grounds for divorce. Um, seeing his mom behind his back for a year, bringing their child around her, and then now his brothers, like his whole past is haunting him, and he is just like, oh my God, when is it going to stop? And he's rejecting all of it. And I, it's I not going to stop. He deserves to be haunted. He, he deserves to. what he's getting. You put out, you get oh back what gosh. you put out. I'm not going to talk I'm about like you're karma judging and him energy in the world. Yeah, I'm, 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 judging. I'm, I'm I feel, crapping on him today. I feel like the need to defend him for some reason. Absolutely I don't know. Not. Absolutely not. I just love him kind of. He's just such a weird guy. I don't know. He reminds me of my dad. My dad's kind of a social onion like that. (laughs) My dad's never done any of that stuff, but he is kind of like socially awkward. (laughs) I don't know how I came out. So socially perfect. Yeah, I don't know. Perfect's one way to describe you. I'm like the only one that can handle my dad because he's so weird. (laughs) I love him and his weirdness, though. I love weird, awkward people. Um, so that was our show. Um, I just want to say for news and gossip, um, for a few people that didn't know, I didn't know myself that, uh, Masters is dating Sarah Silverman. Didn't see that coming. In, in real life. In real of life. Course. They're dating in real life. And, um, she gave a shout out to him on, um, at the Emmys because she won an Emmy and for like a variety skit or something like that. So no more Sarah Silverman and Jimmy Kimmel, huh? Yeah, that's finally over. And um, That's weird. No offense to Sarah Silverman. Funny. Honestly, pretty good actor on this yeah. series. I can't really strange. imagine her dating anybody. She's just kind of strange. Know, she's not ugly. She's not gross. Yeah. She's just like so she's unique strange. looking. Yeah, yeah she I was like, really we're all molecules, yeah. molecules out here floating in outer space or something. It was strange. But, you know, again, social onions. So I don't know. Hey, good for her. Yeah. 
get it, honey. <laughs> um, and somebody criticized actually Michael Sheen on Twitter about dating her, and he goes, "Oh, he goes, I can see by your scar- sarcasm, by your high, your amount of sarcas- sarcasm, that you can, you have the right to judge the woman I love." And he totally stood up for her, and then Ooh. it was like a Twitter war. So I nothing just like have, getting a Twitter war with a nobody. I know, and she had like three followers. I was like. Oh, and don't she's waste like, the time. She's like, oh, I think I upset Michael Sheen. She's got like 80 tweets and like three followers. <laughs> um, but that's okay because everyone deserves their place in Twitter. And I love it. Everyone of them and all their weird things that they have to say. <laughs> um, and then also, for anyone that does not know, Masters of Sex got renewed for in season three. So they can stop, you know, jerking. You know, I know sometimes if the writers don't know where the season's stop going. Stop jerking what, Jenna? <laughs> They can stop jerking along the plot line, like okay. like going like I feel like they did a little premature ejaculation with last episode, <laughs> and then they like had some little impotence this episode, and so it's like, where are we going? Are okay. we speeding up? Are we going to do a pre- another premature, you know, next time? Or I feel like we stalled a little bit this time. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. But anyways, those are just some tidbits, and then um, I think we'll get to predictions. Let's do it. Bobby, what do you think? What is your fallout? Are we going to see, are we gonna see um, Doug Greyhouse? What do you think? We're not going to see Doug Greyhouse. I don't see a situation in which we will. Maybe if Barbara keeps coming up, maybe something's going on with her and Doug or whatever. I know. So she was basically saying that they had sex anally, right? Uh, yeah. Because the other, t- which is a funny, a kind of a little bit, because that hole is quite tight too. So you'd think if she got used to Is it, Jenna? Oh, <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I've Man, heard. You, you turned red real fast there. Um, we're all adults here. We know. Um, my prediction on this will be, where do I go? Um, I don't want to take your Libby prediction with Robert, but it is looking really good. I, <laughs> Thank you. I will Really predict, good at picking up vibes. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I will predict with... This is tough. Do your do your do your prediction. Let me think okay. for a second. Do yours. I um, definitely see um, a prediction with. Oh, my, one of my big predictions is that I think that Virginia is going to have to open up and emotionally get closer to Bill, and then she's going to like be a penis whisperer and get his penis working again. Like I think that's going to be the big ta-da at the end of the season. It's like, oh my god, his penis works, and they're in love, and they've said it. Really. Yeah. That's a huge prediction. I'm sorry. It just... Okay. I just ejaculated all over. Then I'll predict opposing that. Okay. Opposing? Jeez. In a a small way, because of something Virginia said today. Virginia talked about going back to school, accelerated program, and Bill was like, no, it's four years, three more years of grad school, hundreds of hours of practice. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm losing you, I'm losing you, no. I think it's more than the losing. I think Bill fancies himself as the alpha male and the top dog in a lot of ways, especially with women, not necessarily with men, but I think especially with women, he's like the top dog who controls Virginia, controls Libby, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that if Virginia keeps trying to better herself, Bill will keep pulling her back and pulling her back and pulling her back. And that will create strain because as much as Virginia does love Bill, as much as she enjoys the sex, blah, 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 Virginia is career focused and singular focused on her goals. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more she's singular focused, the more Bill will try to pull her in. And the more he pulls her in, the more she's going to pull away. And Bill may end up losing Libby 
and Virginia. Oh, no, 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 negative ghostwriter. But I appreciate your effort. Um, I just remember seeing him last episode. He was like, you know, they, they were in their hotel room and he's like, I will kiss you on the mouth. And it's like he's forcing her to draw by into him, you know, and he's like, I will kiss your mouth and I will make you feel all these pleasures and I will make you orgasm multiple times. And he sure did with his mouth. But I'm just saying, like, I just feel like they're going to have to come together. <laughs> no pun intended and pun intended. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I think that I Love You is going to be the big ta-da. And okay. then, you know, with the season three, I think we'll see Libby and him finally divorce maybe at the beginning of season three and see them together. Because as writers, they don't know, like, is season two going to be our last season? So I can see them trying to jam pack a lot in without knowing. And so... Um, very interesting, and obviously, we'll definitely see Libby and Robert having some loving, and I can't wait to see her have like some crazy sex, like some passionate, like someone's present with you. You both are in your hot phase. Everybody feels really great. I'm fired up. I can't wait. I want to know more about this hot phase I'm supposed oh, to be in. Yeah. <laughs> your hot face. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Please let us know your comments on YouTube, Twitter, iTunes, everything you say. We really appreciate everyone reads it. Um, um, certainly does us justice. Um, Bobby, where can they find you? On Twitter, at Bobby Demuro. Also on Snapchat. If you got Snapchat, add me, at Bobby Demuro. Awesome. And I'm going to try the Snapchat this uh, tonight, actually. I'm going to Snapchat brulee. And um, I am on Twitter, at Genitime Tweets. Thank you guys all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 